Hello, and welcome to another episode on the Bethlehem COVID cast. My name is Ella Travis, a sophomore at Bethlehem High School, and for my interview, I interviewed my Nana, Karen Travis, who was a former superintendent in Henry County Schools and resident of New York. And let's just say, quarantining hit a little closer to home for her after coming back from Florida and having to do so herself with not being able to see any family or friends. Keep on listening to hear our interview that took place on October 7th at my house in Bargetown, Kentucky, where we talked about lifestyle changes and concerns about COVID, family members that have had the virus, and how the school systems are handling the pandemic as a whole and the challenges that they face. To start off, what has been your biggest lifestyle change during the pandemic? Ella, I would say that my biggest lifestyle change is the separation and isolation that from friends and family due to the virus. I'm not used to not going to a store if I need something. And at the beginning of the virus, the social distancing from my family um, or quarantining after we came back from Florida to come back to Kentucky. Yes, absolutely. And the second question, what has been your biggest fear about COVID throughout the whole pandemic? Well, my biggest fear has been that someone in my family would be lost due to the virus. Uh, My husband, your bee daddy, has several conditions that would make him vulnerable and that could make it hard to survive. My grandchildren, you and your sisters, um, two have asthma, all of you have allergies, which could also be conditions that would make a COVID infection more to survive. For sure, for sure. And have any friends or family members contracted the virus that we know of? Yes, I've had two in my family, in our family, to get the COVID-19. The first one was my nephew, Anthony Girardi, who lives on Staten Island in New York City. The week of March 9th, which was early on, he became positive for COVID-19. He was hospitalized for two weeks on oxygen, but not on a ventilator. He was um, sent home after one negative test and he had to quarantine in the basement away from his family because you needed two negative tests to be considered over it. He began then after that to have pains in his chest and he was taken back to the hospital uh, where they found that he had blood clots in his lungs as a result of the virus. So after three more days, and they sent him home with uh, blood thinners to dissolve those clots. Uh, The second family member was my mother, who is um, 97, as you know. And how old is Anthony? Anthony is 44. Okay. So he he came through it pretty well. Mm My mother is 97 and she lives in a nursing home on Staten Island in New York City. And in April, early April, she was diagnosed with flu-like symptoms. The city was not testing nursing home patients at that time, but they did give her IV liquids and antibiotics and she began to feel better. Later, Um, around July, they tested her for antibodies and found that she did have antibodies in her blood for COVID. So our assumption is that she did have COVID-19 in April. Yes. Okay. 
And as a former superintendent in the public school systems of Henry County Schools, what do you think is the biggest challenge that schools face now during the pandemic? Well, let me just say, I'm glad I don't have to be making yes. these decisions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think my response would be twofold. Mm -hmm. uh, a combination of safety first and then instruction. Um, safety for the students, the teachers, the staff, um, at all the schools and in the offices, district offices, uh, would be my first priority because <clears throat> only if you have an environment that's safe can you have instruction. Right. So, um, even though I'm a big instruction person. This was the same kind of concern that we had during any uh, natural disasters, mm -hmm. tornadoes, uh, school shootings, flu, and now COVID-19. When safety is something that can be attained, then <clears throat> instruction has to look different <clears throat> as it has happened with NTI. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that the technology has uh, progressed enough to be able to do NTI. Yes. But uh, I know that the learning curve for everybody was pretty steep. For sure, for sure. Um, it happened on a dime and it's still evolving and uh, it, had, it had to be very stressful. <clears throat> but that also put additional re uh, strain on resources because schools cannot operate at a deficit in their budget. So anything uh, that was budgeted is probably not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So that NTI and materials, disinfectants and all of that can be purchased. Um, but other than that, I would say safety and instruction. Yes, okay. And do you think anything positive has come out of this pandemic? <clears throat> well, I really would have hoped that we would have adapted to our new situation um, sort of the way we did at 9-11. Um, resolve to do what needed to be due for the families and to clean up New York City and Washington, D.C., and whatever we needed to do. Mm -hmm. Putting all resources toward that. Uh, flying flags to show unity, uh, that we were proud to be Americans, and, and a lot of patriotism at that time. There is a positivity in the lockdowns, I suppose. Um, I think we've learned to adapt to our situation. Yes. Birthday parades, mm -hmm. eating outside, being with our family units um, has, been, has enabled us to be creative in new ways that we've found to do th the things we wanted to do. Our environment, I suppose, has benefited because we weren't driving as much or traveling. Um, we worked from home. Uh, cooking at home instead of going out to yes. eat, all of those things we like to do. But I have been very disappointed <clears throat> in the way that Americans have not taken the virus seriously. I've been distressed by how political everything's become, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to people's health and people dying. Uh, I really feel that we're becoming a polarized society, not only politically, but also in the way that we treat each other. Yes. Especially through social media. Mm-hmm. And in our feelings about masks, for example. My generation lived through polio. And 
that was a new virus at the time. Mm -hmm. It was dreadful. People died, people became paralyzed. My next door neighbor, as a little bitty boy, uh, got polio, was what, in an iron lung for a while. What was polio? Polio was a, uh, a virus that attacked the muscular and skeletal parts of the body. Oh my. And, but I don't think that we quarantined. We didn't shut down stores or we weren't out of school. But pools were shut down because it was thought that polio was transmitted in water. And so it also took five years for a vaccine to be developed. I'm hoping that doesn't happen yeah. now. But perhaps that is why society is having such a hard time with accepting this because of the total shutdowns. Mm -hmm and devastating personal consequences as a result of those shutdowns. People's livelihoods have been at stake. Yes. If we could live with consideration of others in mind, the same way we showed appreciation for our frontline workers, nurses, doctors, and the way we came together in 9-11, uh, I think if we could have a common commitment to fight the virus together, mm -hmm. I think we'd be in a better place. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, I think that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for coming and doing this with me. Well, thank you for having me, Ella. Anytime. And that concludes my interview with my Nana, Karen Travis. Thank you so much for listening in on the Bethlehem COVID cast and make sure to go check out the other episodes done by the other students. Have a good day and we'll see you next time.